sometimes simple is better. Get yourself a cup of tea or a beverage of your choice and get comfortable at the Beanbag Cafe. We talk about all things motherhood and modern day parenting without losing you in the process. Because after all, you were someone before you became someone's mother. I'm here to honor that. We dive in to all kinds of topics, whether how to prioritize you as a mom, how to choose the most useful items in your baby registry, or how to surround yourself with mom friends that uplift and support you. We have it all. Motherhood can be challenging, so let's do it together. One bedtime routine at a time. Welcome to the Beanbag Cafe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Beanbag Cafe podcast. I am your host, Julie Fernandes. I'm an occupational therapist and a mom of three little ones, and I coach moms to help them go from feeling overwhelmed and in a chaotic state of mind to feeling calm and able to enjoy their children. Today, I am back with my good friend, Callista from New Mom Boss. Callista specializes in that postpartum period and pregnancy. She's a nurse and a lactation consultant. She also has three kids and she coaches moms as well, especially during that time, you know, when you've just had a new baby and you're kind of feeling a little bit like you're swimming underwater for the first time. So make sure you go and check her out. This is the second episode that we have done together. And today we're talking about being a matriarch because, you know, we're always touting the words patriarchy and, you know, screw the patriarchy and all this kind of stuff. But what about the matriarchy? I feel like that is something we don't talk about enough. Uh, so we really dove into this. Um, if you're not familiar with Callista and my banter, basically we get into a lot of these kind of topics when we're just chatting and we thought, wouldn't it be interesting to turn on the recording equipment and just, you know, see what comes out when we decide to record for a podcast episode. So she also has a podcast. I will link it in the show notes to so make sure you go and check her out, follow her on Instagram, and I hope you enjoy the episode. All right, mamas. So I am back with Julie. And for those of you listening to Julie's podcast, let me reintroduce myself. I am Calista Anderson the founder of New Mom Boss, and I coach pregnant mamas and postpartum mamas so that they can enjoy their transition into new motherhood, preparing for all the things that aren't really the things, you know, not the nursery or the baby shower, baby registry, etc. But that's what I do. And I am back with another episode with Julie because we're just having too much fun talking about all things mom and growth and kiddos and babies. So we're back. We're back. We just couldn't help ourselves. So uh, for those of you who may not have heard our previous episodes on the New Mom Boss podcast, my name is Julie Fernandes. I am an occupational therapist by background, and I'm also a life coach for moms, specializing in those early years. And I really am interested in this period of life, like how we can impact our children during that time. So I really help moms create calm and organized environments so that they can thrive in their home. And, you know, I also kind of help moms that might not have a village in the way that they expected to have. And so there's also ways to structure your home and your environment uh, without having all the help that you thought you would have. There's ways to kind of manage yourself. So I'm really passionate about those topics. And I'm very excited to be back uh, with Callista because we always, I like to say we like make magic when we talk about these topics together. So I can't wait to see where, where we're led today. 
Yeah, we are. We talk so much when we're not recording. It's like we should just always record because I know the things we talk about are it's fun and it's also really helpful to moms with young kids. And for those listening to my podcast, for my pregnant mamas, it's a glimpse into your future and things you could start thinking about now. We were talking before we hit record and we're like, let's stop talking, let's hit record. So the thing we we were talking about that I think is going to be the topic for this episode is being the matriarch of your family and, you know, not in a like you're in the HBIC type of matriarch, you know, not that being the wife or the mom is more than the your partner, your the the dad or the husband, but we uh, we both lead our families in different ways and usually the moms are more in charge of the home and there's a lot that comes along with being in charge of the home and the kids. And so that's kind of what I thought we would talk about today and just kind of how you get into the groove of that. There's lots of changes happening all the time, but kind of just sharing our experience and some tips on that. Right. I mean, I always thought, I don't know how you feel or how you were raised, but I always thought I would be a stay-at-home mom. Like I always thought I'd be a mom as a little girl, right? That was kind of like, I'm going to be a mom and I love babies and the whole just very typical kind of thing. I know not every girl dreams of that kind of stuff, but I really was like, oh, I love babies. They're so cute. I'm going to have like... I was always, I always said I was gonna have four, four kids. I have three. So I always, I almost got there. I don't think I'm having four. So, but it's pretty, three's good. <laughs> I'm good. But then when I found myself, um, like I went to university and then I got a degree and I wanted to work and I wanted to use this degree that I had. And oh, it's such a waste if you like give it up. And I worked for a while before we even had kids. So it wasn't really a conflict. But then once I had a child, I was like faced with this. Do I? go back to work thing or do I stay at home and it's just so interesting how society dictates certain things and so like we were talking about the lost art of homemaking and it's like this invisible thing this invisible work that women do typically women that women do kind of behind the scenes because it's like if you not work like you're given kind of credentials is that the right word? Street cred, cred. I don't know if you're, I don't know. I don't know what the kids say these days, um, but you're given like this kind of like props, I guess is the right word. I'm trying to say the slang um, for being a working mom and like having it all working, you know, doing the, like that big corporate job. I mean, even better if you're like working in a traditionally male field, right? If you're like running Facebook or you're a politician or I don't know, you're an engineer or something like that, even better than if you're in like more of like the traditionally female helping professions, kind of like how you and I are in like uh, with your nursing background, with my OT background, like if you're a teacher, it's kind of very, people are very used to seeing moms do that. But like there's this, yeah, it's just this like invisible thing. But then even if you're in one of these high powered jobs, unless you're outsourcing being a mother to somebody else, someone has to do all the stuff, right? That is required of running a home. It is a job it's a job that is not appreciated enough or not seen as a job, you know? And that's why we're talking about matriarchy. And I'm interested to know what your definition or like how you perceive matriarchy and what that means when you hear that word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For me, it's leading your family. And so much of that happens inside the home. The way I grew up, I was the same, actually. I I always wanted to be a mom. I knew I was going to be a mom. But nobody in my family, the females, were stay-at-home moms or housewives. Everybody was 
a working mom of some sort. And so when I was, you know, in high school and college, I always thought I was going to be a working mom. That's just how it was going to be. And when I married or met my husband, his mom was a stay-at-home mom. And so that's kind of what he wanted. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we were, I was like, huh, well, actually, that's actually why I wanted to become a nurse is because, you know, nurses work three twelves a week if you're full-time. And I right. thought I would still have four days at home with the kids. But when we got married, I actually stopped working when I got pregnant and I didn't work for three-ish years. I had the first two back to back. Right. But things happened and I was like, I need to go back to work at least once a week. And so I did that. So I went back to the hospital per diem. And eventually I picked up another day because for benefits and things like that, picking up a second day would make me part-time. And so I was like, oh, I could still work two days a week, be home five days and still do everything else I wanted to do. So it was a lot of, you know, we we mentioned it in the previous episode we did together about there's a lot of trial and error. And a lot of it, I feel like is, well, maybe I'm projecting because in my home, my relationship, my, we make decisions together, but really it's what I want happens. Because happy wife, happy life, right? Right. <laughs> and so I think that's why the matriarchy or or the homemaking that's included in being a mom is so impactful. It's so important. We have such an impact on our families and it's a major job. It's really the top priority job if right. you're a mom, I feel like. Right, right. Yeah, it's funny. So when I hear the word matriarchy, I think of elephants, Right. Because I think in the wild, the mom elephant, she's the matriarch of the herd. And like, like you said, what she says goes, I think. I think the male elephants are typically loners and they're not really like around. She's running the freaking show and she is scary. <laughs> so like I'm from South Africa and we've done like a few safari type of things. It's cool. We call them like game, game holidays. And elephants are very common to see in these like game parks and you, Like that is probably the scariest animal to get too close to if they have that and hippos. Hippos are very territorial, but uh, the elephant, the elephant, if they have a baby, you stay clear because that mother will like mow you down. Right. And I'm not saying that's, but it's like our version of that. It's so true. The mom and even I just think women in general, they're like this underlying force behind these men often just the way society way we've just created society where women are supposed to be submissive but I actually feel like the women are like made of the tough stuff you know we might be fairer in terms of just our physical weight and that's why we're kind of the the fairer sex I guess but we're we're doing all the (laughs) no this I mean this does not go for everybody but a lot of women are are managing and controlling the home and the way things go I mean I think also because the same as you, like, because I had more than maybe an interest in it, like I read all the parenting books, I read the blogs, I am interested in it. So I'm the one researching stuff and I'm the one deciding big decisions. Like this is the type of school I want our children to go to. This is how much screen time I think we should have. These are the types of, I don't know, excursions or holidays or friends or, I mean, often we, yeah, we do make things together, but you, 
you do need someone. If there's something that you feel passionate about, there's going to be someone in the relationship that might want it more than you. And so they're going to be the leader on certain things. Like this is the type of food that I think we should feed our kids. You know, like if my, if my husband and I were parenting separately, they would, we would be making clearly different decisions. And I would say in our house, I'm probably my decisions because I care about it more. And I have a reason as to why I choose certain things. That's kind of wins in quotation marks. That's being the matriarch ruling the show. Right. And I'm going to bet that if you're, they're listening to this, if you're listening to this, it's because you have a similar interest in motherhood and in raising your children. And so you're the one doing the more research, right? You're the one making the plans for the homes. And so we have a lot of influence in our homes. And that to me is a matriarch. So, you know, patriarchy is like a big word that's thrown around a lot these days. And it no, where's the matriarchy? Matriarchy is not thrown around enough. To me, the matriarch is actually not a, a negative term. And it's, and neither is patriarch. I mean, the way it's, it's thrown around today, it's not a good thing, but it is a team. You know, we are a team, but we lead in different ways. And so the home is the territory of the matriarch for the most part. I know there are stay-at-home dads out there. And so you know, no offense to them, but um, in general, you know, even the high powered career woman mama is still making the big decisions at home, which, you know, is a lot to carry on their shoulders. Yeah. They're just certain things that like you can't outsource, even if you have all the resources, you know, if you're working, you know, my husband used to work in finance and like banking, and there were very few women in that career because it is so demanding on your time. But the ones that were working, like, I just can only imagine like they're working as many hours and traveling as much as he did. They're just still things that they would want to probably do themselves. Like I'm sure they would have, they would have to have nannies. They would have to have help, but like planning birthday parties or maybe, I don't know, they're just certain things like helping your child get into a certain school or choosing the school for your child. It's just certain things that like weigh heavily on a parent that you can't like outsource. And that probably falls more on the mom than on the dad. I don't know. I don't want, yeah, as you said, I don't want to offend anybody, but it's just, I think it's just the typical way things unfold. I mean, my kids all went through a phase of wanting daddy, like daddy was number one, but whenever they were sick, whenever they got hurt, who did they call? It's mama. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Who want us more than the, they want dads for, for the fun stuff. I think like, right. He gets to come home and play with them. Right. But I, you know, I'm the one keeping tabs on all the stuff really. Right. You're keeping the engine running. Um, and that's also like a choice that you've made in your relationship. It's like, it's something that I happily take on. It's just, it is kind of invisible by society. Like, I feel like my husband appreciates me and he, he knows my contribution, you know? Um, and that's also about me evaluating my contribution too. But I think just in society, like this idea of being a homemaker, it's like old fashioned and it's like, it's undervalued, but like someone needs to be managing their life. You know, like if you think even just, this is a terrible example, but like the Kardashians, right? Like Chris Jenner, like as the ultimate like momager, like she has like created this whole empire being their mom and like running their lives. And it's gone maybe to the extreme for sure. But it's just, it's just interesting, like how powerful that homemaker, that mom, that matriarch figure is and how it dictates so much of your life. You know, I was just thinking you're talking about with your kids are sick and they're calling you. My 
four-year-old, if she drinks too much water before she goes to bed, she wakes up in the middle of the night and she like wants me to come upstairs to take her to the bathroom because she, it's like always me. And I'm the one that wakes up. Like my husband's like sleeping soundly and I'm like, oh, she's, she's yelling at me from the top of the stairs. It's just, there's something about your mom or just whoever the mom is in that relationship, whatever that energy that mom brings. Yeah. It's just irreplaceable, you know? Yeah. MVP. Mom's like the glue. I, I think even though we can be whatever we want these days, right? But it's still, even if you're not in the house all the time, you're still the glue. And so that to me is the matriarch. And if your family has a strong matriarch or a strong leader, I feel like when your kids get older, they'll want to come home, you know, and spend time. That's why I think these early years are, are so important. And we talked about it. And most of that zero to seven years is mom, you know, the first year dads can't breastfeed. That's just how it is. Like, like it or not, it is the way it is. If, if they could breastfeed, they probably would, but (laughs) they can't. So it's on us. So yeah, Mm -hmm. there's like so many things that happen in that zero to seven years that if you just accept it, you know, we are the ones I think in our, the second half of our lives, things are really probably what you're trying to get to so right a bit smoother yeah I've heard like the first half of our lives is just preparation for the second half of our lives so we have our kids we raise them and we want to invest in them so that in our older years they'll be there to take care of us this was like before Hmm. pensions and 401ks like you invest in your children so that your children take care of you when you're in your old age right right And sometimes we lose that, you know, because there's just so much pressure for women to, you know, go out and work and like be like the man and all this kind of stuff. But then you're, you're, you're doing that at the risk of losing that connection with your children and then struggling like later on in life. And yeah, I really do hope that I can curate a home that my children do want to come back to, you know, that they do like feel safe and like, yeah, like a welcoming space. I mean, obviously everybody wants that, but like it, it takes effort. It, it's like something that I've realized as well as I've become a parent and like become more seasoned in this. And if we use the analogy of a job, you know, like it takes time. You learn things as you progress in a career, in this career of mom. It's like the boundaries, the saying no part. It's not, it's like, it's welcoming all these experiences into your children's life. Like we talk about managing them and like planning the birthday parties and the play dates and the vacations. But it's also like, what should we be saying no to that is harming our family or not, not providing, I don't know, like a stable experience or what are we, are we overextending ourselves? And we're like getting away from that core family because if those bonds aren't strong, then everything else kind of like doesn't really matter. You know, that's also something that mom is doing is she's, she's making these decisions about to do X or to do Y, you know, it's, it's, it's a important, it's an important, powerful role. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just had an interview with, another mom and she's an entrepreneur and but she quit her corporate job to stay home with her kids and she also has three kids and start her own business it wasn't an easy transition right there's the mom the mom guilt when you go to work like she was crying on her way to work the first time she left her baby and then finding out like that wasn't fulfilling her her corporate job and she spent four years, you know, to get her degree to do this job. And then you feel unfulfilled and you feel guilty because you would rather be home with your kids. And I think a lot of moms go through that either 
you know, they end up just being okay with that decision to be away from the home. Or you get creative if you really don't want to be outside of the home and you can still have a career and be a mom. There's so many things you can do if you feel like home is where you want to be. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's, so there's two things that I have to say about that. One is like this concept of like not having it all. Okay. So that's something that's kind of like drummed into our heads. And I think we're kind of brainwashed with that idea. Like we can't have it all, which in some ways I can understand. Like if you want to have this like high powered career and you all your focus is on your job, how are you there for your children? I guess it depends what your definition is of like how much time you want to spend with them and what is what is that critical mass of like how much time is important to actually have an impact on your kids? Like we spoke about this in the previous episode, like brainwashing your children, like how much time does that actually take? I don't know if anyone's researched that, that would be interesting, but it's not like a part-time job, like, oh, 20 hours a week. And now my children will follow me wherever I go kind of thing. Or the other, the other flip of that coin is like, you can have it all, maybe not at once. So there are seasons of life. And Mm -hmm. I speak about this a lot. It's like childhood has a time limit. It really does. A job and career, like that has a time limit too, to a degree. Like you're going to miss opportunities if you decide to stay home with your kids. But, you know, once your kids are done, once they're old enough, like once they're 18, but I mean, even before that, it's like, you know, you never get those early years back and you never get that time back. And that's something I struggled with. I mean, this lady that you were speaking to, that that was my story. Like not like, going to work, having this degree, thinking I should be using it and just realizing like my priorities have changed and my instincts are telling me different things. And my intuition is telling me that I need to find a better way. And like now it's interesting, like being a homemaker in like the modern age, because you and I are kind of doing this, but we're also working for ourselves. We have the power of the internet to like connect with other people where we don't need to leave our homes. Like my kids are sleeping, we're working it is kind of incredible. Like it's, it's very cool where that couldn't really happen, you know, even like 20 years ago where you can, where there's a way to like be that matriarch, be that homemaker that you want to be, that you feel you should be and still live out some kind of legacy that you have in your inside of you, that get that those gifts and talents, that desire to help serve in a way, whatever, whatever that is for you. It's an opportunity. I think that a lot of women are now recognizing but it's still, it's interesting because it's, it's, it's different with like my husband. Like he doesn't have that kind of mom guilt of like, I should be home in place of working. He's like, no, my, my, he's been brainwashed. He's been groomed to, to believe that he is the provider and he needs to figure out a way to do that. And that is, he's never going to stay at home fully with the kids. Like that's not what he wants to do. You know, it's just interesting. Whereas like, I've always felt like, oh, I need to perform and have a career and like make money and still be the mom that I want to be still be present all the time. Like, it's just not. And that has just nature, right? Like, I don't know any mom who has, hasn't gone through this after having a baby, you know, debating when they should go back to work or if they even want to go back to work. One of my best friends is going through that right now. It is such a common theme with moms. If you don't feel it now, you're going to feel it at some point. If you're um, pregnant, know that you're not alone and it's a normal season to go through having to redesign your life and figuring out what's best for you and your baby and your family. Yeah, there's a lot of guilt. There's a lot of, you know, weighing things out. And the guilt, we don't want to feel guilty, right? But just know that it's it's not unheard of. It's not uncommon. Like every single mom, I'm I would bet like a million dollars has gone through it. 
I mean, yeah, often I wonder like, why do we even have this emotion? Like guilt, it's like, I mean, obviously there's, there's a reason for guilt. If you commit a crime, like you need to feel guilty about it, remorse, like and stuff, but like, you know, the guilt is telling you something like it's telling you that there's something not right. And I don't know if you ever fully get rid of guilt, but like my hope for everybody listening is that you get to a point where like you feel as aligned as possible with whatever decisions you've made as a mom. And this idea that like you have to do everything, I don't think that has to be the case, you know? And like, I think the work that we do, and like, this is why I'm so passionate about it as well, is that like, I want to help moms come up, you know, a lot of what I do is like creating systems and organization and helping people like declutter their homes so that they have less stuff to manage. And, you know, we live in this over-consumerized world or whatever, but just helping moms find ways that they can not stay trapped. Like if they, if you find yourself in a job that you don't want to be in because you want to be at home with your kids, like finding more time in your day so that maybe you can start a side business or you can start earning income. Cause obviously the reason like you shared, Calissa, that a lot of your, that all of the female family members, they all worked. I'm sure that was financially based. I, I don't know if they would have wanted to do that. It's so much stress to like, if you don't have to work, some people do want to work, but like there's a difference between like being forced, kind of feel like you're forced to work and you have no choice, that kind of stress on your mind versus like, I'm choosing to work because this is what I want to do. I'm sure most people fall into the former buckets where they have to work, you know, like that's why I'm very passionate about what I do because I feel like there's opportunities for women to redefine what like homemaker means and working and earning money, financial freedom, but also just being present for your children, you know? And like, unfortunately we don't, we don't put enough emphasis on how important it is for those little people growing up, those little children growing up, how important it is for someone to be there and who sees them and who like creates this world around them and really values them. Because those children grow up and we've all met people that have grown up tantrums or can't manage their stress or can't, you know, like we, we see it all the time. These people imploding and they're adults and they're just like little children that whose needs probably weren't met when they were growing up. And it's so sad. We have so right. much responsibility. Yeah. And I, I, I think a lot of reorganizing of life happens during those years too. Like we're pretty comfortable with what we have now. You know, I have new mom boss and I homeschool and I'm home with the kids a lot, but I still do work in other ways. Right. Mm -hmm. And we do have nannies and I do outsource my cleaning. So I can't do everything right. Like I run the household by managing the outsourcing and homeschooling. So I get to spend more time with the kids and outsource what I can outsource. But it takes a lot of, hmm, is, is this working for us? Or is this not? Or I or I have to, way too much on my plate. I need to take something off my plate. And so I think just with the kids being so young, there's a lot of that happening in that first decade. Like that that's part of being a matriarch, right? Is delegating, is deciding like what is important for me and only me to do and what is what can I outsource? And it's interesting that your business is like new mom boss, right? That's like you could replace boss with matriarch. And it is about like, hey, if I want to homeschool because I want to do it for me as much as I want to do it for them, I'm not going to out. Like you could hire a tutor, you know, you could hire someone to homeschool, but that's important for you. That's a high value of yours that you are there with them and like forming them and helping them develop and everything. But you can outsource cleaning because like anyone can clean a toilet, but doesn't have to be you, you know? So like, I think it's, it looks... <laughs> yeah. it looks different for everybody 
And that's, that's, yeah. like, I think that's what we want to, to express. People have, you have options. You don't have to be stuck. Well, yeah, even homeschooling for me has evolved so much. In the beginning, I tried to do it alone. And then I joined a homeschool organization. And these last, this last year, it's kind of been a lot. So this next year, I'm going to be part of a co-op. So that hmm. there's a day less that I have to do everything on my own, you know? So right. it's always changing because we're always changing too. Like, so that takes time. And so I think that's what a matriarch is, is being a good, strong matriarch is knowing what your family needs and what you need. Cause it all starts with you, right? Like I worked out at six in the morning this morning. Not that I, I wasn't excited about. Yeah. You don't really want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to wake up at 5 a.m. and go work out like when you're tired? <laughs> yeah, but I know if I don't get it because I whatever, like I know what I need. even if I don't like it, like I still do it. And I do the same for, you know, whether it's homeschooling or running the household, just checking in with myself or checking in with the health of the household, how it's running or homeschool or whatever. I think that's why what we do is so important because we do more of the check and balance, I believe, as moms. Yeah. And luckily for me, my husband's like a yes guy for the most part, unless it's something he really doesn't like, then he puts his foot down and I get that too, which I respect, you know? Yeah. We're, we're a big part of the home. Yeah. I had a a quick story, but basically my husband was traveling. I don't know. It was like a month ago or something. And something happened to me. I hurt myself. I don't know what I did. Oh, I, it's kind of embarrassing, but I think I like, I burst my eardrum, right? And <laughs> well, yeah. And he was having a bit of a meltdown because he was going to go out of town and he was like, no, you need to have this looked at, you know, this can, you can, I don't know, like it can lead to infection or whatever, but it, it does also heal on its own. And like, uh, spoiler alert, like it healed. So I, I don't know exactly what happened, but I was deaf partially for like a few days in one ear and whatever. Um, I think I had a cold and like, it's a long story, but the point was, he was like, you're the MVP. And I need you to be like fighting fit because I'm going to leave and like, you're not going to have any help. And it's a lot, three children, you know, managing by yourself and it's, it's just you. So it was just interesting him using that term of like MVP and just, and I mean, it was good to have the validation. I don't love it when he travels, but you know, like I have the belief and the, the trust now that I can run, I can run the household by myself if I need to. It's not how I always want to, it's not how I want to always operate, but he does have to travel every now and again. I mean, I'm sure most, most families will find themselves when one parent is away at some period of time, but you know what? Like, yeah, it's important to take care of ourselves as the matriarch, like you were talking about working out and getting that in because that is important to you and you're showing your children that you value certain things you value you make time for and you prioritize and you're caring for your health so that you can care for them and look after them and so many of our moms are in that phase of maybe like sacrificing themselves martyrdom and I've definitely been there like it's kind of how I was raised that you just the the mom kind of takes the back seat even though as you said she's the glue and if the glue comes unstuck everything kind of falls to pieces so it's just something to keep in mind for my pregnant mamas I don't know if you know what you signed up for yeah <laughs> like, there's no going back you know, it's like you think you you've always wanted a baby and you just insert baby into your life but your life is going to change so much and it's not a bad thing it's just a lot of moving pieces around and getting used to the way the new life is and it's mm-hmm. constantly changing right 
And yeah, before we wrap up, one more thought that I had is that, you know, I've heard of stories of moms really struggling to get back into the, into the workforce once they, once they take time off after having a baby. And there's this new movement now for moms really to put mom on their resume and like kind of flesh out all of the skills that you have to develop as a mom that you've never thought you would have to do. I mean, you're going to be someone who administers first aid, right? hundred percent. You're going to be cleaning up all kinds of things and having to keep a straight face because all kinds of bodily substances, people are going to vomit on you, all this kind of stuff. I mean, there's just so many things you're going to be making birthday cakes, like, and then, you know, potentially buying gifts, organizing, I don't know, all kinds of things that you wouldn't think you don't really think about until it happens, like planning vacations. So you're going to be like a travel agent, you know, like planning play dates. I don't know if I have to think about more things that we as a mom do. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know what comes up top of mind for you. Yeah. If you took an inventory of all the things you did, you would have a huge like Google sheet. List. Of, like, right. Yeah. Planning. The big one is time management. Like, I mean, you could yeah. take that to any job, right? Well, they right. say that in, you know, corporate jobs or, uh, you know, works outside of the home, they usually want to give projects to mothers or parents because they know how to get things done. And when right. you're a mom, especially of young children, you just get things done. And you're like, right. oh my God, I can't believe I did all that. <laughs> right. I know. It's like, oh, I had 10 minutes. Okay. I shot off like three emails and I, I found this and I found this link for something. And I, because my one-year-old was distracted, like for 10 minutes and she wasn't like climbing up my leg kind of thing. It is definitely like, that's the saying, right? Give, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. And it's like, moms take that to the next level of just cutting what is not important and really like honing in on what needs to be done. And it's, it's a definite skill set. I and mean, obviously I left off the key things like cooking for your family. Now you have to be a chef. Not, three kids is nine meals. You got to make sure they have. Right. I mean, I'm still struggling with like, as my children grow up, the volume of food, because I can't predict what they're going to want to eat on that day. If I make something like, oh, I didn't make enough pasta or I didn't make enough rice. It's usually the carbs. Let's be real. But like, oh, I didn't make enough of this. Like they're not eating me out of house and home when it comes to vegetables. But, you know, like it's like they're still hungry because now they're like eating like little adults. You know, they're not like eating like a picky toddler that like has one little mouthful and like is done. And it's like meal planning and grocery shopping and just, I don't know, keeping your house. Like even if you have a housekeeper coming once a week, they're still going to, you're still going to have to keep up your house. You're still going to have to do laundry. You know, like there's a lot of different things. And never mind the big invisible decisions of like, you know, I don't know, where should we send our kid to school or this one's having a hard time with this friend? How do we manage this? Or all of those kind of things that you take on. It's like, it's really a big opportunity for growth, definitely, when you become a mom. Yeah. So I want to tell our listeners who are expecting and those with their young children, you know, you are amazing. You are doing all these things already, you know, and like you are the glue of your family and you're leading your family every single day. So kudos to you and, and congratulations for the invisible parts of motherhood. Yeah. And when you get into bed at the end of the day and you're like, I've done nothing, like your bare minimum, nothing is like a massive something. It's like a bunch of something. So you've done so much, even if you just kept everybody alive and the house didn't burn down, like you've done enough for that day. Right. And you try again the next day. So, and motherhood, you know, it is a job, but it's also a job that you never get vacation. You never, you can never take like sick time. You, do, you don't get paid for it. You don't get health insurance from it. You know, like 
it's a tough ask. So everybody, yeah, everybody who's listening, you guys are doing amazing and don't ever forget that. Yeah. Well, thank you, Julie, for another great co-hosting episode. I love yeah, talking anytime. about it. And yeah, Mama, as if you have any suggestions or, you know, want to know more about any one of the things we talked about, you know, reach out to either one of us and we'd be happy to talk more about it or, or have another episode about something that struck a chord with you. Right. And something else is that, that you may or may not know about us is that we also coach women in like individual capacities or moms, women, moms, and sometimes in small group coaching programs. So if that's something that you've ever been curious about, both Calista and I have really invested a lot in ourselves in terms of coaching and we see the value of it. And it has, I mean, I'll speak for myself, but it has changed me as a person. Like I'm not the same person that I was like a year ago or two years ago. And becoming a mom has changed me so fundamentally as well in some ways but I think also just doing the work and recognizing that I need to do the work in order to be the best mom that I want to be so yeah just know that that is something that is available to you that there are resources out there and if you ever are curious about what coaching is like just reach out to us and we can set up a call yeah 100 percent. and maybe that could be another episode is how coaching has helped us because mm-hmm. there's so many different types and I know I've had a lot of transformation over the last several years doing different programs myself. So it would be a good thing to talk about. Yeah, for sure. We'll add that to our very long list. All right, mamas, take care.